and welcome to another episode of the Modern Casanova podcast with me, Troy Francis. I hope you've had a great week. I hope you're enjoying the weekend. If you're here in the UK, then you will be relieved, as we all are, that this is a bank holiday weekend. And so it's on Sunday now when I'm recording this. Um, We still have Monday as a holiday tomorrow, so a lot of people are going to be out and about today. The Notting Hill Carnival in London is in full swing, which is a great place to go for game and for picnic. So if you haven't visited that, it's definitely worth a visit. Lots of attractive young ladies out and about partying in the streets of the Notting Hill Carnival. So definitely worth a visit if you haven't done that already. Um, And generally speaking, wherever you are, It's uh, in the UK, certainly it's a holiday weekend, people are in a good mood, the weather's pretty good, Uh, you know, good to get out and about and uh, do some game, put in some of your uh, hard-earned knowledge from listening to this podcast and reading my site and reading Return of Kings and other resources, Uh, time to put the books down, stop studying, take your student cap off and get out there amongst it and start putting that stuff into practice. So, without further ado, um, I'm going to go into the podcast, but just before that, a little piece of news from me. So, I have started doing some YouTube stuff uh, over on my YouTube channel, which you can find if you search me at Troy Francis, Uh, and I'll be putting some links up on uh, Twitter, and um, I'm going to start linking to it from my website, Real Troy Francis, as well, so you can see the videos. Um, It's kind of a soft launch. Really, video is something that I'm, you know, learning. It's not uh, my central skill set, if you like. So it's something that I'm getting to grips with. Uh, I'm keen to do it. I think it's a fun thing to do. I think it's a a different dimension in terms of presenting content. I think there's loads of possibilities creatively. Um, If you look at it now, I'm doing an A to Z of elements that connect with the modern Casanova podcast. Uh, sorry, <laughs> with the modern Casanova lifestyle. So, if you want to be a, a modern Casanova in inverted commas, then you know what are some of the things you need to think about. So, I'm doing an A to Z of that, um, just as a way to sort of create a short series uh, to get going with. Uh, so, I can test out a few things. I can hopefully give you guys some value, and you can come back to me with any comments or any feedback that you might have. Now, it's not perfect at the moment. There's no intro, there's no visuals, there's no editing really. It's just me talking to camera about a variety of things. And I think that's valid. I think, you know, a lot of value can be communicated that way. Obviously, going forward, you know, the ambition is to create more sophisticated content. But at the moment, that's what it is. It's up there, it's up and running. Very keen to hear what you think, so go and search for me on YouTube and give me a shout and let me know. And let me know as well if there are any particular topics that you would like to see me cover uh, in future or in future episodes. So go and have a look at that and, um, and do subscribe as well. If you get the opportunity, do click on the subscribe button so that you will uh, you know, see my videos when they come up in the YouTube feed. Uh, first and so on. Okay, so with that, let us now move on to the topic of today. Now, I just put out an article today about five ways 
to improve your success rate with beautiful girls. So I thought, what better on this lovely sunny London day than to hop onto the podcast and talk about this in uh, audio form as well, because this is one of these articles that I do from time to time where it's kind of aimed at the beginner or the semi-beginner. That's not to say that people who are more advanced can't get value from it as well, because I think, you know, I think we all can. And to be honest, you know, as much as I've been doing this for a, for a long time and I, I write about it and everything else, um, we're all a beginner in a way. I mean, all it takes is a couple of weeks off, you get a bit rusty, uh, you know, some of that approach anxiety returns, you get a little bit nervous and, you know, you're, you're out of the game again. You've got to, you've got to cut, sort of cut through that to get back in. Now, that's not to say that, you know, just because you don't go out for a couple of weeks, then you're going to be back to square one when you return, because obviously that's not true. But nevertheless, um, you know, the basics are important. We need to remind ourselves of them. So I've done this article. And I think sometimes the content I do is a bit more reflective, you know, as, you know, befits somebody who's been doing this for quite a long time now. You know, I tend to be talking about issues around the game, things that sort of connect to it and the lifestyle, rather than always getting, you know, back to the nuts and bolts. So this is a bit of a nuts and bolts article, if you like, and I hope that you find it useful. So what I want to do on the podcast today is to talk through each of the five things that I identified and just give you a little bit of background on um, those. So the first one, number one, is always going for the close. And this is really important. I've said this before. Um, it's fine to be going around opening girls. It's fine to be going approaching and creating uh, conversations. That's fantastic. But it all kind of means nothing unless you look to close that opportunity, um, to use sales terminology. So what do I mean by that? Well, obviously the end game of all of this is sex or um, dating. Um, so it could be that the end, you know, in closing the interaction, you have sex with the girl. But of course, it really depends on the circumstances. That may be possible in, the, in a nightclub situation where a one night stand is on the cards. It happens in day game situations too. But really, uh, what we're talking about for most of the time is that you want to be getting a phone number or you want to be getting her Facebook or you want to be getting her Instagram details or some other form of contact details so that you can keep in touch with her after the fact. Now, if the signs are there, if you think this is going in a, in a good direction and it's feasible, then obviously, by all means, go for a one-night stand or go for sex on that first meeting. But as I say, I think in the majority of cases, generally speaking, the first meeting is an exchange of contact details and then the second meeting, the date or the meetup or whatever you want to call it, um, then you're looking at um, escalating towards a sexual encounter then. So what you want to be doing is making sure every time you meet a new girl, every time you get into a conversation with a new uh, target, a new girl, that you are asking her for her contact details at the end. And I read somebody on, I forget which site, but I read somebody earlier on today who was saying, Actually, it was Kyle Trouble. It was Kyle Trouble, and it was it, he was writing on Return of Kings. He's got a good article up there. 
this week about guys being afraid to ask girls out. It's a great piece of content. Go over to Return of Kings to have a look at that if you haven't already. But uh, in that article, he says, you know, he's talking about how guys are kind of afraid to pull the trigger these days. And he says, the oldest lesson in the sales book is you've got to ask for the sale. You've got to ask for the business. So to translate that into game, you know, you've got to ask for the phone number. You've got to put your balls on the line and ask for her contact details, even if the interaction doesn't hasn't necessarily gone on that long or hasn't been particularly good, in inverted commas. And he makes a point, and I completely subscribe to this because this is absolutely my experience. He makes the point that, you know, you can have these wonderful, wonderful interactions with girls you can have a great conversation that goes on for ages it's all on it's all fantastic and then you send her a message and nothing happens uh you know she doesn't even get back to you uh on the other hand you can have an interaction that's very very quick very short it doesn't seem like much of anything she gives you her number and then you message her and you end up having sex and i've had both of those things happen to me and it's really unpredictable really unpredictable so the lesson is always get the number now it doesn't mean that the numbers always going to yield something but you should always at least try for it because you never know when it's going to turn out and have a positive result in the end game so always be doing that however you feel that the interaction has gone don't assume that it's an, a lost cause ask for the number anyway and then at least you can follow up with her later. Number two, I put look sharp whenever you go out. And this is one I'm afraid, gentlemen, that I am um, guilty of transgressing on occasion. Because I'll be honest, there are times I go out and I don't look particularly sharp. Now, I'm if you've seen any pictures of me or if you've read me, you know, you, you may know I'm I, I, I'm kind of into clothes, I like to look cool, I like to look sharp, um, I've always been interested in, in fashion, in, in what looks good, and so on, you know, so it's always been a concern of mine, probably more than maybe some other guys who come into, you know, pick up or whatever, and they, they've never really been that into it, and so they have to learn, I mean, for me, it's always been something I was into, so that was good for me, but on the other hand, you know, like everybody, I mean, I don't... You know, it's not like I'm dressing up every morning, every time I go out of the house. But probably I should be, because what tends to happen is this. I'll, so at the moment I'm wearing some sweatpants, I'm wearing a t-shirt. Now, I haven't actually been out of the apartment yet, but, you know, at some point I, I may have to, because I'm going to have to go and get some groceries, I'm going to have to pick something up at the local shop. Now, where I live, you know, there's a local shop on the corner, it's nothing glamorous, um, you know, the area is not uh, a high traffic area of stunning hot girls. So, you know, often I'll just stick on the baseball cap, I'll stick on the trainers, I'll walk out, I'll kind of look a bit shitty, um, and, I'll, and I'll go down the shop and that'll be it. But there have been occasions where I've done that, and I've actually seen a really cute girl. And because of the way that I look... I haven't always approached her. Now, if I'd have been looking better, um, you know, I might well have made that approach and those approaches may well have led to a good outcome. 
who knows? Who knows? Now, there's a couple of things arising from that. The first is, really, I should be doing the approach anyway. If I don't look, you know, just because I'm wearing a t-shirt and sweatpants, if I see the cute girl, I should be going into the approach anyway because, you know, that's what game's all about. And again, um, you know, you've got to transcend. I mean, you know, you don't know and I don't know how she's going to react, you know, what kind of guy that she likes, what she's going to go for until we make that approach. So, for one thing, I shouldn't be worrying about how I look anyway because I should just be going in there and uh, giving it a go and seeing what happens. But I don't always do that because, you know, we're all human and sometimes you feel a bit, you feel like you look crap and you don't necessarily want to do that. So, okay, fine. I let, I'll let myself off the hook for that. But then if I'm going to let myself off the hook for it, then really I should be making sure that I go out of the house and I'm looking good. Because it does, you know, it does play into our confidence. Um, if I'm looking crap, you know, I'm not looking my best, I, my hair's not done, I haven't, you know, I'm wearing a shitty old, shitty old jacket or something. You know, it stands to reason that I'm not going to feel my best and that's going to have a knock-on effect in terms of how confident I feel. So if I'm going to allow that to be a concern, then I owe it to myself and to my, you know, craft, if, if without being pretentious, to ensure then that at least I am looking good when I go out. So that's just something to bear in mind. Um, think about whenever you leave the house, think about how you look, because you don't know who you're going to bump into. And if it is the girl of your dreams, and if you do look crappy and that has an effect on your confidence and you don't approach her, then... You could end up regretting that for a long time because as guys we, we tend to do that. So just be ready with everything, with your you know your energy levels, your confidence, but also the way that you present yourself to take advantage of any opportunity that might come your way. Number three, I said become hyper vigilant to opportunity. Now with this one, this is something that really comes to me naturally. And perhaps it does to you too, but I tend to be very, I mean, I don't know, when I go out, I'm like, it's like it's a video game or something, you know, I am <clears throat> constantly focused on the people around me, because for one thing, I love people watching anyway, so even getting away from, from girls or, you know, whatever, I kind of like to look at the people around me anyway, I just find it in constantly fascinating. Um, so I'm always, always incredibly aware of who's around me. I'm incredibly aware of any cute girl that may come in. Um, I'm very aware of the positioning, you know, of, of who she's with, who she's next to, the group that she's with. Is that her boyfriend? Is it not? Is there a good opportunity to approach? Is there going to be, maybe she's going to split off from the group at some point and I can go and, you know, have a discreet conversation with her or whatever. That kind of stuff is going through my head the whole time and I'm very, very aware of it. And what I say in the article is maybe that's the case for you too and if so, that's great because you need to be aware of opportunities before you can go and capitalise on them. Again, it stands to reason. But if for any reason it's not you, then you need to think about what you can do about that and what it might be is that perhaps you're a little bit too tied up with your social media, with your, um, <clears throat> you know, with the music that you listen to, or, you know, generally with your smartphone. 
which is the case for a lot of us. You know, a lot of us now, we're so tied in with technology, with, the, you know, listening to things on our devices, uh, watching videos, doing all this stuff, that we don't, re we don't realise as much what's going, around, going on around us. And if that's you, if that sounds familiar, then you might want to try unplugging for a bit. You might want to take those headphones out. You might want to, you know, leave the smartphone in your bag and keep your head up and look around you and just make an effort for a period of time, say a week or so, just to really filter out all of that stuff, that entertainment, and focus in on what's happening around you. Because the more that you're able to pick up on not only who's there and the cute girls that might be there that you could potentially approach, but also any indicators of interest that they're putting out. The more that you can pick up on that stuff, the better position you're going to you're going to be in again to capitalise on those opportunities. Point four is be bolder than you've ever been before, and this is perhaps the most difficult of the points uh, because being bold doesn't come naturally to all of us. It's potentially a difficult thing to do. Um, it certainly didn't come naturally to me. It was something that I had to learn. It's something that probably goes up and down in my own life, in my own behaviour. Uh, depending on my mood and my, my feeling of confidence at that particular moment. But certainly, I taught myself to be bold, and I, through taking risk and through desensitizing myself, I got to a place where I was able to be bold with regularity and without the fear that I once had. So what do I mean by boldness? Well, as I've said before, the seducer, the modern Casanova, has to be prepared to do things that step outside of the usual social demarcations. He has to be prepared to do things that make him stand out from the rest of the crowd. I think there's a, there's a saying that uh, people talk about in entrepreneurial circles when they're talking about business or startups and things. And... I don't know who this who first said this, but I've certainly heard a, a lot of people referring to it. And it's this idea that in order to be a successful businessman, you need to be able to do the things that other people won't do. So you've got to be the guy who's working on a Sunday morning from six o'clock. You've got to be the guy who you know skips his holiday and works on a product launch instead. You know, you've got to be the guy who, after he finishes the nine to five job. He goes home and he works for another six hours on his personal project or whatever it is, you know. So you have to be prepared to do the things that other people won't do if you want to be successful in business. And it's the same really with game. You know, you've got to be the guy who strides across the dance floor in the busy club and goes and walks up to that really hot girl that everyone's been looking at but nobody's had the balls to approach. Or you've got to be the guy who, on the, and this, a friend of mine told me this story, on a busy tube carriage, sorry, subway carriage, in New York, this guy, there was a really hot girl, she was standing um, on one side of the, the tube, the, the subway car, 
Um, everyone was looking at her. All the guys were checking her out. She was smoking hot. Of course, nobody approached her because they're on a subway car. It's New York City. It's the middle of the day. Everyone was too shy, too embarrassed to do so. My friend uh, muscled his way through the crowd, shouldered his way through, past the other guys, walked up to her and introduced himself to her. And he ended up getting her number and they dated and they had sex and so on. Now, he was the guy who was bold. He was the guy who did the thing that nobody else was prepared to do, even though really they, they would have wanted to do it if they'd have had the, the courage. They, they just weren't able to bring themselves to do it. Fortune favours the brave, and those people who take risks are rewarded for it karmically. That's my belief. If you take a risk, if you put yourself out there, then you will reap the rewards for that risk. And I think the reason for that is this. It's a scarce ability. The ability to go out and put yourself on the line in a way that other people won't marks you out in itself as a scarce resource. And scarcity, it always attracts a higher price point than something that's readily available. So if you do something that makes you scarce, if you put yourself on the line and act in a bold way that other guys don't dare to act, then suddenly you're a sort of your scarce resource. You're like a you're like you're like a diamond. You are, um, you know, you're you're not. There's not you're not ten a penny. There's one you know. There's, there's not that many people who do that. And so as a result of that, you will be rewarded by the universe for that. And in the case of my friend, it was the uh, the question of of me of you know picking up that hot girl that nobody else approached and therefore nobody else managed to get except him. So be bolder than you've ever been before. And number five, it's a very simple one. Speak to as many people as you can every day. This has been said many times before. Very simple. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's an obvious piece of advice in a way, but it's one that I think a lot of people probably have an inkling about, but they just go and do it. You know, it's one of those, there's many, many things that we all kind of know we, we probably should do, uh, but we don't do it. Now, <clears throat> I was just reading an, uh, an anecdote in Esquire magazine about a guy who went into a dry cleaners with his friend, with this guy that he worked with. And they both go into the dry cleaners, and his friend, I think the guy was called David, um, greeted everybody in the dry cleaners by name and was kind of high-fiving people was joking with them about their sports team and how their sports team had done at the weekend, was inquiring after, you know, their, their health and so on. And there was a great, there was just a great vibe in there. And um, this guy was, they were smiling, they were laughing, they were kind of high-fiving him. It was, a, it was an amazing vibe. And as they walked out, the guy who wrote the article said, you know, everyone felt great in there except me. And the reason he didn't feel good was because he realised that he too had been going to that same dry cleaners um, every week for years. But he didn't know anybody's names there. He wasn't high-fiving people. He w didn't create that great vibe when he walked in or have that kind of rapport with those people. And so, you know, and which, in the end, which guy would you rather be? Well, really, you'd rather be the guy who, you know, has that great interaction with all these different people, 
creates a great atmosphere wherever he goes, uh, is a real force of positivity. Now, if you can be that guy, then that's a good thing anyway, right? Because it's going to improve your mood. It's going to it's going to mean that you have you know more friends, more contacts. People are kind of going to give you favors. You know, if people like you, like the people in that dry cleaners. If if that guy, you know, doesn't have enough money with him one week to get his suit done, I bet you, you know, whatever you want, that they're going to say, okay, just bring the money in next time, or we'll do you a favor. You know, we'll do the shirts for free. We'll just charge you for the trousers. Whatever it is, I mean, that guy's going to get favors done for him as a result of being so, you know, socially switched on, which is great in itself. But also, if you're doing that the whole time, just with regular people, then when you meet the hot girl on the subway or in the streets or in the nightclub and you start talking to her, then it's not such a huge daunting leap to take because you're already switched on socially. You've already got that social momentum. You see, the difficulty is, if you're somebody who sits in a cubicle all day, or, you know, you're, you're, fix it, you're taking IT requests and fixing people's computers and, or, you know, whatever it is, and you're not really engaging socially on, a, on any great level, except maybe with, you know, some close friends or colleagues or whatever, then it's no wonder that the thought of approaching a smoking hot girl that you don't know is terrifying, because... That's such a huge mountain to climb um, because of the way that we invest so much importance in, in that and in what the perception of that girl of you might, might be. It's less of a huge mountain to climb if you're already a really social guy who's laughing and joking um, with a load of the people that he meets just on a day-to-day -day basis. If you've got that social momentum working for you already, then chatting to just some other random girl... I mean, okay, you might still get a little bit of AA, you might still, you know, it's still, it's still a thing that you have to do, but it's not going to be half as hard as if you don't talk to anybody or if you're not used to being that social, fun, engaging, charismatic guy. So there's so many reasons why doing those things, by being that guy, is really going to help you in your life. So I would very much encourage you to do that. This is something that I do. I wrote in an article a while back. My, my father, funny enough, is like this as well. I mean, my dad is, is a pretty, is, you know, fairly shy in a way, in a, in a certain way, quite reserved. But, you know, when he's out and about, he talks to people. He talks to the people that own rest, the, the restaurants he goes to, the bars he goes to, and he knows everybody. And he just does it as part of his day-to-day -day routine. It doesn't mean, you know, then he goes home and he's, he's on his, you know, he doesn't have loads of friends around or have big parties or anything. But when he's out and about, he's social. And that really helps him because it means there's a good vibe wherever he goes. People help him out. Um, he gets a good reaction. There's just so many benefits that, that you'll get from that, uh, as well as those that pertain to, to meeting women as well. So that's it. That is the, the five different elements. Uh, always go for the close. Whenever you're talking to her, always ask for her number or her Facebook so that you can contact her again later. Two, look sharp whenever you go out. Always make sure that you are, you don't have to be dressed to kill, but, you know, just make a bit of an effort so that you, you never know who you're going to meet. And if that perfect girl does walk by, 
then at least you feel good about yourself and you can approach. Three, become hypervigilant to opportunity. Have that kind of antennae that uh, flickers each time a hot girl enters the room. So you can be aware of her, be aware of the circumstances around you. Number four, be bold, be bolder than you've ever been before. This is something that you will desensitize yourself to the more that you do it. Take small risks and make those risks bigger and bigger. And I'm not, of course, talking about doing anything stupid, like jumping off a cliff, but just social risks. Um, take small risks at first and building up so that you become desensitized and this becomes natural to you. And in order to help with that, speak to as many people as you can every day because the more people that you speak to, the easier that process is going to get. And if you do all of those things, and they're all easy things, none of them are complicated, none of them are particularly challenging um, in themselves to, to implement, and you can always take baby steps anyway. If you implement those five things, I guarantee that your success with girls is going to go up exponentially because those really are some of the building blocks behind game, behind getting good at that skill set. Okay, that's it from me for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. I will see you next week for another episode of the Morning Casanova podcast with me, Troy Francis. Bye-bye.